1 John chapter 2, beginning in verse 9. The one who says he is in the light and yet hates his brother is in the darkness until now. The one who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. The apostle writes of a clear distinction between Christ, that is, the light, and the darkness. We should recognize that the darkness is Satan. As we have seen, this distinction is drawn by Jesus himself, who commands, first, we must love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our mind, and all our soul. And then, we must love our neighbor as we love ourselves. The key, the closer we are to the Savior, the far, farther we are from the deceiver. The baseline is how we perceive one another. If we love one another, we are closer to God. Naturally, the, uh, the reverse is true as well. If we hate one another, we distance ourselves from God. Furthermore, when this is our lifestyle, the adversary is able to convince us that this is okay. Clearly, it is not. As we read on, we discover the decisions we make regarding our relationships are a keystone marker of our maturing as Christians. Continuing with verse 12. I am writing to you, little children, because your sins have been forgiven you for his namesake. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know him, who has been from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I have written to you, children, because you know the Father. I have written to you, fathers, because you know him who has been from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Here, 
John is addressing the churches in Asia. Identifying three stages of growth in Christ. Unlike secular maturation, spiritual maturity begins when we hear the gospel, respond by recognizing our sinful state, repent from our sin, accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and be baptized, joining Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. At the very moment we believe, we begin our growth. This process is also known as sanctification. When we begin our growth, John addresses us as children and little children. This has nothing to do with chronological age. Until, or unfortunately if, we grow in Christ, we are or remain children. As we progress along the spiritual timeline of growth, we become like fathers, or, if you must, parents. We know more, enough to teach our children, but we are still growing. Notice, if you will, what John calls the third stage of spiritual development, young men. The first statement says, you have overcome the evil one. How great is that? What is waiting at the end of our earthly spiritual progress is victory. In conclusion, the apostle says, one who completes the journey is strong. Furthermore, the word of God abides in those who have overcome. The good news? We are not alone as we begin our journey. Jesus promised and John documented in John chapter 14, beginning in verse 16, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. That is, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. After a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live you will live also.
in that day, you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him, and will disclose myself to him. The bad news? None, really. But we have to listen to him. We have to follow his lead. More good news. We are not orphans, but we are like children who must be fed. The food we need is the Word of God. Unfortunately for some, our food is like eating spinach or Brussels sprouts. The objective is to come to know God better. Then, we become like the fathers in John's letter. The more we consume the word, the more distance we put between ourselves and the evil one. Furthermore, the word lives within us. In fact, persisting in the word changes our behavior. The objective is overcoming Satan. Actually, we overcome our natural tendency to sin. This particular battleground is the mind. Jesus describes two requirements, both relating to his commandments. Number one, we must have his commandments. That is, we must hear the words of Christ, who gave us his commandments himself. And number two, we must keep his commandments. Here is the hard part. We must obey. For now, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.